Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Destination Disaster. I am your host, Devin Carney. Welcome to episode 4. This week, we're going to be getting into some pretty explicit content. For those who are squeamish, please prepare yourself as this episode will contain depictions of violent death related to chemical attacks. Chemical warfare is one of those topics that I believe needs to be taught more in school and prepared for within communities. Chemical agents are extremely easy to possess, as most can be found at your local feed and hardware stores and with the right mindset can be turned into dangerous agents that can be dispersed into the civilian population causing extremely violent deaths. Would you believe me if I told you that the origins of chemical warfare can be traced back to 10,000 BCE? Nomadic ethnic groups would take the poison from either plants or animals such as snakes and spiders and dip the tips of their arrows into these concoctions. Doing so would allow the hunters to hunt larger game and give them a chance to catch up to the prey as the poison usually didn't kill and only slowed the game down. Now, fast forward to when empires began to rise and fight each other for the vast lands and valuable riches that dotted the landscape. Chemicals such as sulfur would be ignited to create suffocating clouds that would sweep through entire cities, causing severe blistering to the affected. According to Antiquity Now, a Spartan army that was besieging the Athenian city of Plantia positioned a lighted concoction of sulfur, pitch, and wood underneath the walls with the aim of incapacitating the Athenians so that they would not be able to stop the Spartan assault on the city. History is ripe with accounts of armies incapacitating entire cities in an effort to quickly lay siege and dominate the opposition. The 20th century saw the rise of various lethal gases and chemical warfare as we know it today. The rise in these chemical weapons can be attributed mainly due to the Germans and more specifically Fritz Haber. Throughout the war, Haber developed several different gases to include chlorine, phosgene, and mustard gas. Each of these gases had the ability to cause severe injuries to include lung damage, blindness, nausea, and death. Following the creation of mustard gas, it quickly became the most used chemical weapon throughout the war. Mustard gas is one of those implements that caused fear among the military units for its brutal and often slow death that occurred following inhalation. Early signs of mustard gas poisoning included second or third degree skin burns, pulmonary edema, or the buildup of fluid in the lungs, respiratory infections, and it oftentimes caused cancer in those who were affected. Following World War I, many world governments witnessed these events and immediately called for the prohibition of chemical weapons and their use on the battlefield. After the First World War, it was reported that nearly 100,000 soldiers died as a direct result of poisonous gas deployment on the front lines, which led to many agonizing deaths. In 1925, the League of Nations, or the precursor to the modern United Nations, met to draft legislation that prohibits the use of both biological and chemical weapons on the battlefield. By February 8, 1928, the Geneva Protocol entered into law. 
As the world entered the 1930s, a new, terrifying power began to rise in the once-ruined Germany. Rising from the rubble of World War I, the Nazis quickly rose to power and began the quick invasion and occupation of nations within Europe. While chemical weapons would not be used in the European theater of war during World War II, the Nazis had a different concept for the implementation of chemical weapons altogether. Commonly known as Zyklon B, this chemical gas is a cyanide-based chemical that was originally used as a pesticide in the late 1800s. However, the Nazis quickly learned just how dangerous this weapon was and in turn used it to murder over 6 million innocent prisoners throughout the six Nazi extermination camps beginning in 1942. Zyklon B, or hydrogen cyanide, interferes with cellular respiration and can cause death of a person weighing 150 pounds and two minutes after inhaling only 70 milligrams of hydrogen cyanide. In the Asia-Pacific theater, Japan was also developing and experimenting with dangerous chemical weapons on innocent civilians to include pregnant women and children. Unit 731 was a covert biological facility known as the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kwantung Army. Several heinous experiments were conducted in this facility, and some that even I am uncomfortable with speaking about on this podcast. Experiments conducted within Unit 731 consisted of vivisections and biological warfare studies. Additional units operated under Unit 731, including Unit 516, where the majority of chemical weapons were studied by the Japanese Imperial Army. Innocent civilians detained for trials were commonly referred to as logs and experienced unholy treatment at the hands of the Japanese. In addition to those in captivity, testing was routinely conducted on unsuspecting populations throughout China and against Chinese military units following the Japanese invasion in 1937. Between 1,000 and 3,000 attacks were conducted by the Imperial Army during this time and included the deployment of mustard gas, phosgene, lewisite, and hydrogen cyanide. By the end of the war, Allied forces discovered that the Germans had developed several new nerve agents, to include Taboon, Sarin, and Soman. These nerve agents would come to cause new threats in the future. Following World War II, the Cold War witnessed the development and stockpiling of chemical weapons throughout the world, most notably between the Soviet Union and the United States. While the majority of these weapons never saw the light of day, Accidents and testing exposed thousands of soldiers on both sides to concentrations of chemical weapons. The Edgewood Arsenal deployed several different agents on over 7,000 soldiers between 1956 and 1975. Some of the more famous experiments here included the use of LSD on soldiers and the effects these hallucinogens had on military personnel. Throughout the Cold War, chemical weapons were not deployed as a means of warfare, and in fact, as the Cold War neared its end and the Soviet Union began to collapse, many of these labs used for developing and testing these forms of weapons were completely abandoned, leaving behind extremely dangerous biological and chemical weapons capable of killing and maiming those affected. During this time is when one of the only modern chemical weapons attacks was recorded. According to the NTI, during the Iran-Iraq War that occurred during 1980 and 1988, Iran is one of the few countries in the world that has encountered chemical warfare on the battlefield since 1918. Iranian troops and civilians suffered tens of thousands of casualties from Iraqi chemical weapons during the Iran-Iraq War. Following investigations conducted by the United Nations, it was discovered that Iraq had deployed mustard gas against Iranian citizens and military personnel during the war. 
Thankfully, following the Cold War, the United Nations sought to further prohibit the use of chemical weapons on the battlefield by establishing the Chemical Weapons Convention. This convention entered into force on April 29, 1997, and is the first disarmament agreement negotiated that provides for the elimination of an entire category of weapons of mass destruction under universally applied international control. Currently, 189 countries that represent 98% of the world's population are a part of the Chemical Weapons Convention. Following our first break, we will begin discussing modern implements of chemical warfare to include potential terrorist threats to the civilian population. As we transition into the second segment for this episode, it needs to be known that chemical weapons still exist to this very day and pose an extreme threat on the civilian populace. Attacks have occurred throughout the world to include the use in Sri Lanka by the LTTE, Hamas in Israel, the sarin attacks in the Tokyo subway system by the Um Shinrikyo cult, used by Al-Qaeda, and are currently being used by ISIS in Iraq and Syria. Chemical terrorism remains one of the greatest threats to the citizens of the United States today. These chemical weapons can be quickly and quietly dispersed within public spaces and can quickly incapacitate, injure, and ultimately kill large numbers of civilians before they even know what has happened. The U.S. government has done a great job in preparing for and training for a potential chemical attack in American cities. However, it's possible that an attack can still happen with little to no warning through lone actors, better known as lone wolf terrorists. One of the most dangerous threats that presents itself here in the United States is the presence of lone wolf terrorism. These actors do not report to a terrorist group or cell, generally convert via internet propaganda, and are older and less intelligent. Additionally, those who act out as lone wolves are generally more prone to mental illness. According to the Office of Justice Programs, lone wolf terrorism is a term used to describe somebody who acts alone in a terrorist attack without the help or encouragement of a government or terrorist organization. What classifies as a violent act by a lone individual as a terrorist attack is the political basis for the action. Lone wolves pose one of the greatest threats due to their ability to stay below the radar prior to an attack. For reference, intelligence agencies can generally trace chatter between terrorist groups prior to an attack that can help to identify certain indicators such as the location, purpose, and type of attack. With lone wolves, this becomes extremely challenging. While no lone wolf chemical attacks have been reported in the over 70 years that this topic has been researched, that's not to say that it can't happen. Lone wolves can strike without warning, and their goal is the same as any terrorist organization, to cause the most amount of death, damage, and chaos possible, which is where this will lead us into our theoretical scenario for today. A lone wolf terrorist who has grown increasingly irritated at current affairs occurring within the United States. For today, our lone wolf terrorist will be named Hank. Hank is a chemical engineer who was recently laid off due to the COVID-19 pandemic and believes that the federal government is at fault. Now, as with any theoretical scenario that we discuss here at Destination Disaster, please note that this is purely fictional. This episode contains elements of graphic depictions of the use of chemical weapons against the public. If you are uncomfortable listening to this topic, please feel free to skip ahead. Hank has just been laid off from Harrison Chemical Enterprises, a manufacturer of several different cleaning and industrial grade chemicals. A firm non-believer in the COVID-19 pandemic, he believes this to be a direct result of the federal government having forced the lockdown during the early stages of the pandemic. Unfortunately, 
Hank's company was one of the companies that was really unable to recover due to lost revenue and in turn began downsizing. Having been with Harrison Chemical Enterprises for well over 20 years, Hank believed this to be a personal attack. As he returned home, he began reading articles from alternative news sources that tend to promote falsities and encourage violence against others that don't follow the same beliefs. Over the course of three months, Hank gathered supplies and began plotting his attack. By this point, he had completely shut himself away from friends, family, and the outside world, only leaving to go to the various hardware shops where he could gather his supplies. Six months later on his birthday, Hank drove to a large mall that would surely be packed with holiday shoppers. Parking his truck, he left a note in his glove box tying him to the crime and why he decided to commit such a heinous act. As he walked into the mall, he began throwing the dispersal methods into the trash cans littered throughout the mall, ensuring an even spread. Fifteen minutes later, Hank was enjoying his final cup of coffee as the smell of mustard began to spread throughout the mall. As the gas continued to circulate into the air via the HVAC system, many don't realize what's happened by the time it's too late. Many innocent civilians begin to collapse due to respiratory failure. As the sarin continues to spread, fire alarms sound and those farther away from the initial dispersal are barely able to make it out alive. As a result of the attack caused by Hank, over 1,500 innocent civilians lost their lives at the hands of the lone wolf. Following the attack on the shopping mall, federal authorities quickly descend upon the mall, issuing a five-mile cordon in all directions to avoid any more potential exposure. First responders who arrive on scene quickly don their hazardous materials gear and begin to install the appropriate infrastructure to begin decontamination. Upon entering the mall, it is an absolute disaster scene, with death scattered across the entire main shopping area. Those who were simply enjoying the holiday shopping season met an abrupt and violent end as the sarin gas filled their lungs. Those lucky enough to escape experienced mild symptoms to include burns on their skin and respiratory infections. Now, this is certainly an extreme depiction of a chemical attack being perpetrated by a lone wolf terrorist. In reality, this can certainly happen. The ability to quickly disperse and transmit chemical agents within an enclosed environment is one of the biggest threats to the civilian population today. While there are surveillance measures and monitoring systems in place, there is still very little warning time should an attack occur. The main thing that you can do when out in public is to maintain your situational awareness and ensure you are always able to identify the quickest possible escape route. Additionally, here are some more safety measures that you can take should you encounter a chemical attack. If inside, do whatever it takes to find clean air as fast as possible. Protect your respiratory system by covering your mouth and nose. Open or break windows to access clean air. Quickly exit the facility without passing through contaminated areas and seek medical attention. Even low doses of these chemical agents can severely injure your internal organs. Please protect yourself when out in public, as chemical attacks can happen with little to no warning. Identify your closest exits and be sure to always remain vigilant. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen this week. This week marks exactly one month since I have begun the podcast, and for those who have chosen to follow me, I greatly appreciate you. If you are new, I welcome you to follow me on whatever podcast platform you enjoy most. Currently, I am not on Apple Podcasts. I am also on Twitter at Dest Disaster, that is D-E-S-T-D-I-S-A-S-T-E-R, Instagram at Destination Period Disaster, and on TikTok at Destination Disaster Podcast. Thank you for your time, and I will see you next week.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.